Hello friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Interactive Podcast. I am your host, Angela Racine. All right, welcome back everyone. I feel like I haven't recorded a podcast episode in so long. I think it's because last week I recorded mine with Caroline, so I haven't actually like sat down myself in a couple weeks, so it feels like it's been a minute. I feel like I got a lot to catch you guys up on, a lot to talk about, so... I guess jumping right into the episode, y'all know the drill, ketchup is the first thing. So as I just mentioned, Caroline did visit. She was here for a long weekend. I think she was here Thursday to Monday. We had such a great time. We did so much together. Like, oh my God, by the end of it, the both of us were just like dead. Like we had just like, I'm not used to like being that social all the time just because like, I, I don't know, I'm, like, so busy during the week that I just, like, keep to myself, so we were in Boston, we were in New York City, we went out two nights in a row, which is something I also don't do, so, yeah, between all the drinking, traveling, eating out, hanging out with people, it was a lot. My body is just run to the ground. It's Thursday, and I feel like I'm still recovering, but it was a lot of fun nonetheless, and I think it's my turn to visit Caroline, so I definitely need to check out, like, I need to check out flights for that soon. But, um, so yeah, actually, it's so funny. I went to go check my notes, and that was the next thing I was going to talk about was booking a flight to see her. But I also want to book a flight to Austin again. As y'all know, I've been a couple times, and I am moving this June. But I think I want to go in April one more time and bring my mom, because she's never seen Austin before, and... I just want her to check out the city. Also, if I'm, like, being completely honest, it's just another excuse for me to go because, like, I just can't wait to be down there. So those are some two things coming up. But I wanted to talk to y'all about the research study I've been doing. So if you follow me on Instagram, if you don't, AngelaR.fit, check it out. And you keep up with my stories. You know that I've been talking about this research study that I'm, I am a participant in through my school. So... All right. (laughs) It's like a lot to talk about. It's kind of crazy. So this is a paid research study. That's the first question I always get after I tell people what I have to do because it's like so physically involving, but I'll just like jump right into it. So basically I'm doing like a ton of these like physical and cognitive tests. So physical tests like um, reaction time, jumping, like heat exposure, um, my VO2 max, my um, BMR, my basal metabolic rate, excuse me. I am just like this guinea pig for absolutely everything. They've been drawing my blood all the time. I look like a fucking heroin addict. My like the inside of my elbow is so bruised up. They even performed a muscle biopsy on me where they cut into my thigh and took out a piece of muscle. So I got some nice, uh, my little wound is glued up. I got some tape over that. I've just been a physical guinea pig. But on Monday, I had to be there at 5 a.m. I've been waking up so early every fucking day. (laughs) I just want one day to sleep in, I swear. But I had to be there at 5 a.m. Monday. And with these tests, I have to, like, fast overnight. I can't have any, like, liquid calories, nothing in the morning. Um, no caffeine, no alcohol, like, it's very, it's very involved, and it's very strict. I also have this, like, um, like, bracelet on my wrist, where it's kind of like a Fitbit or an Apple Watch. It tracks my, um, 
sleep, my heart rate, all that good stuff. So I have to have that on all the time. But on Monday, one of the trials was I had to be on this treadmill for two hours in this like heat room. And that's not even the, (laughs) well, that is the worst part. But like another part to it, I don't even care if this is TMI, y'all. I am like such an open book. If you don't want to hear about it, sorry, I had to experience it. But I basically had to have this like probe which was this like really long tube and it takes my internal temperature so if you guys don't know what that means taking your internal temperature um look it up it's you got to stick it up stick it up yourself basically and I had to put like at least six inches of this tube inside me like on my own (laughs) like so he just like sent me in this bathroom and they're like okay like put it up there and I'm like oh my god and not only that but it had to be in me for like four hours because while I'm on the treadmill they were like obviously checking my internal temperature because it was in a heat room so I'm like on the treadmill doing all that and they wouldn't give me water they would only like give me a certain amount of water after like an hour of it And I was, like, dying, y'all, by the end of it. Okay, so I'm someone who I take very good care of myself physically. Like, I'm always having water by me. I make sure I'm well-rested. I was, like, I make sure I'm eating. Like, I am very, like, on top of my health because I'm, like, scared of not feeling good. (laughs) So, and that's, I'm not even trying to, like, brag or anything. I'm just, like, I'm just a pussy. I'm scared of not feeling good. So, (laughs) I take care of myself. So, since I'm in this heat room and since I'm not having as much water as I would have I start to get like in my head because I also have anxiety I like convince myself that I'm dehydrated if I don't have water I'm literally looking at my water bottle right now and it's like a couple feet away from me so I can't reach it and I'm like fuck (laughs) I just like wish I had it but basically towards the end I thought when I was done on the treadmill they would take me right off and bring me out and like give me food or something but they didn't. They, like, kept me in this heat room, and they're trying to make me, like, fill this tube with saliva. My mouth is dry as fuck. I, like, can't get anything out. And they're drawing my blood, and they're, like, this guy was, like, missing the vein, I think. So, I wasn't even looking, but I kept feeling him try again. Oh, my God. And I'm, like, so spacey. I, like, feel out of it. Like, I feel like I can't fully, like, respond to them. And I was, like, so close to passing out. I was, like, and I was trying not to work myself up because I knew that would make it worse. But basically, they, like, helped me walk out of the room. They sat me down. They, like, fed me, gave me water. And I ended up, like, being okay, obviously. I'm still here, guys. I'm alive. I'm fine. <laughs> but it was just, like, a crazy experience. And I still have a lot more heat exposure testing to go through until it's over. Thankfully, it's February 16th, and I'm done on March March 1st. And then I get my money, get my bag. <laughs> so... Hopefully it'll all be worth it. I just keep reminding myself it's for the money. It's for the money. (laughs) But I am really enjoying it, honestly, because I'm learning so much about my body. Like I learned what my VO2 max was. I got to learn what my basal metabolic rate was. I also did a DEXA scan, which basically, if y'all don't know, I think it's like the second most accurate body composition scan besides an MRI. So I'm going to get to know like a super accurate reading of my, um, bone density, my muscle mass, my body fat. So, and it like circumference, circumference of all my limbs. So I'm super, super excited to see all of those metrics and I am having fun with it. I think it's, um, I think it's a fun little experiment for me to do, especially because I'm so 
interested in, you know, physical health like that. So it's been a good time. It's been stressful, but it's been fun. (laughs) On top of that, I have just had, I know I'm like beating a dead horse with how much I talk about this, but this is just like the busiest I've ever been, honestly, like in my life, I feel like, (laughs) because this research study, it's like a couple days a week. I have to get there like super early. So excuse me, I'm waking up like at the latest 7 a.m. every day. And on days where I don't have the research, I have class in the morning or I have to go to work in the morning. I've also been covering a couple of my um, co-worker shifts, which I don't mind. Everyone covers each other's shifts. Like, I need the money. I'm trying to grind right now. <laughs> like, anything I can. But I just feel like I am all over the place. I have this podcast to take care of. I post daily. I um I have my OnlyFans now, which I'm trying to keep up with. I'm posting daily on TikTok now. I have, like, all my classes. Ugh. I know it might not sound like much and I feel a little bit silly complaining about it almost but for me it's like to put it into perspective I don't have like downtime (laughs) like I don't get a couple hours of downtime a day like I've just been go 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 and you know what like I'm okay with that because I like keeping busy and I like staying occupied but it is just stressful and I feel like I am getting in the swing of things a bit more and I'm finding that routine and just that like put my head down and grind but one thing I have been lacking on is these past eight days I've only been to the gym once and I'm pretty upset with myself about it to be honest but I also need to have grace with myself because when Caroline visited me and her only went once we were usually we were pretty busy we didn't have too much time and then um when I got the muscle biopsy I couldn't work out that day and then I've just been all over the place like I had an exam today so like it was either you know like try to prep for my exam which I ended up like not even prepping for it anyway or like working out and I've just been all over the place basically but um you know what it's good like I said I'm getting that bag I'm working hard it's the last semester of college so I might as well just put my all into it right and I know it'll pay off so that's that but speaking of work I'm actually super excited so I might get my first client for personal training. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. I really, really hope it works out. But basically, I, um, excuse me. So I went to work yesterday and I was covering my coworker's shift and there was this woman that was just like sitting on the couch waiting in front of the gym. And um, she ended up asking me for one of the, um, one of my coworkers, my manager actually, and she was like, oh, I'm, I'm having, like, my first uh, PT free session with him. So I was like, oh, great, I'll grab him. So I went to go get him. He was finishing up with another client. So I just was making conversation with her to pass the time. And I was talking to her all about personal training, how I just got my CPT, what I like about it, pros and cons, like, all that good stuff. Mostly pros, to be honest. And we had a great conversation. And then she went off with my manager to do her session he came back like 10 minutes after and he was like, oh, I think that um, I want to give this client to you. She'd be perfect for you. She's a great, like, great client to start with. Um, I'll tell you more later. And I was like so excited. But then I was kind of upset because um, she's going to do her second session with him just because of the schedule, how it works out. But um, I'm really, really hoping I can snag her. And if not, I'm hoping I can find someone else because like I'm feeling so like I'm just like itching to get a client. I feel so ready for the one. I'm definitely nervous, but I'm more excited, and I just feel like I have so much, like, knowledge that I'm excited to share, so 
super excited about that. And yeah, I don't know. I feel like that is all I really have to say. That's, I don't know, that's worth mentioning, I guess, in my eyes. I mean, I just got my nails done. Like, that's nice. I don't know. (laughs) Going home to do laundry this weekend. But yeah, you know what? Without further ado, let us just, let us just, what is, what is that? Let us just (laughs) jump right into the episode, okay? So as you guys see by the title, as I mentioned earlier, we are doing a little hot or not. So I'm going to get controversial and jump right into this. Number one, greens powders. What do y'all think? I am saying not. And okay, before I like start explaining myself, I'm not saying not in the sense of, like, I don't use them, I think they're terrible for you, I hate them, blah, blah, blah. Let me back up. So, I'm sure if you guys have social media or have TikTok or just are on the internet, you've seen these, and yes, I'm name-dropping a brand, these fucking Bloom advertisements. (laughs) Like, holy shit, it's no secret. Everyone knows Bloom is just going crazy with these sponsorship deals, okay? So... I'm just going to tell y'all how it is right now. Greens powders are not as magical as they're advertised. What? Uh, What? Oh my goodness. Gasp. I know. Crazy. Greens powders are not going to be the fix for your issues, okay? Yes, they might have some good effects, like some minor effects on some people, but they are not going to cure your chronic bloat. They are not going to clear your skin. They're not going to make you get better sleep. They're not going to fix your acne. Whatever they claim to do, guys, they're not going to work, okay? Don't fall for the popular brands and the sneaky advertisements that they're throwing out there because what I've noticed is a lot of greens brands are now targeting lifestyle content creators rather than fitness content creators. And it's because, and I don't blame the creators, but it's because they don't have the knowledge to understand what goes into a good greens powder or not, okay? So there's they're having these greens powders that have crazy flavors, proprietary blends. If you don't know what propi- proprietary, that is a hard word, proprietary, okay? <laughs> if you don't know what those blends are, basically it is a way for... Um, brands to on the label on the ingredients label of a product they don't have to say the specific amount of each um ingredient they just put it in a blend so they could say like oh yeah we have this ingredient and this is what works works magic it works wonders blah 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 we have this in our product they might have like a pinch of it in there And they disguise it in the proprietary blends because you don't know how much you're actually getting. So when you're reading an ingredients list, it's obviously an order of number one, that's the most ingredient. And then the last item is the least amount of ingredient. When you see proprietary blends, those have a ton of different ingredients mixed in, but they put it all as one grouping. So you don't actually know if there's a lot of that, if there's a little of that, what it is. So that could be dangerous because not only can it have like things that are bad for you, like fillers, but it might claim to have more of the good products when in reality it doesn't. So be on the lookout for that. Also, as I mentioned, greens powders shouldn't taste good. Like, like they shouldn't taste like a fucking pina colada, okay? I don't know, passion fruit, mango, whatever. Like, 
a lot of these brands have super crazy flavors and everyone's like, oh my God, it tastes just like juice. It tastes so good. I can't even tell. Well, that's not necessarily a good thing, right? Greens powders are a supplement for your greens, okay? They're good if maybe you're in a rush that day and you didn't, you weren't, you didn't have enough time to, you know, get your greens in or get your fruits and veggies. So you have a quick scoop of greens, one or two scoops, right? Fine. But this is not for clearing your acne, fixing your, making yourself regular, whatever they claim to be. Yes, like I said, it might have these minor results on other people. But let me rephrase it this way. So let's say someone is using a greens powder and it really did help with their bloating. Okay, but why are they bloating? It's not because they were lacking a greens powder because that wasn't a part of their diet to begin with. So they're just masking the real reason as to why why they're bloating, you know? So yes, that might be a quick fix, just like Advil is going to take away a headache, but maybe you have that headache because you're dehydrated. Just because the headache went away or you don't feel it anymore doesn't mean you fixed it. You're just covering up the problem. So with that, I'm going to say greens or not. I'm not trying to like crazy shit on them, like I said. Sometimes I still drink greens. I still like enjoy them every once in a while fine, but they're not as magical as advertised. Number two, this has been in the game for a while, but I want to throw it in here just because... I need to clear it up for y'all, okay? Number two is a lifting belt. I am going to say not for this one, okay? So let me explain. So when you're using a lifting belt, basically this is for what? Core stability, right? Well, most of these lifting belts are wider in the back, like on your lower back. So for example... Not, I'm not hating on any brand. This is like just the one that I have. This is the example I'll use. The Upper Gear brand, okay? So they're thinner in the front and then thicker in the back. Okay, maybe it feels right when you're wearing it, but that's not how a, like a lifting belt should be created because it's created for core stability, okay? So if you're having it wider in the back, that's not really doing anything for you because it's not there to support your lower back, which I mean, obviously it does, but it's there to support your core mostly, right? So it doesn't really make sense if it's wider in the back because then it's not supporting your core as much. So if you do have one that's like that, don't feel like you have to throw it away or anything. You can just flip it around and put the backs out in your front and you'll still get the same thing. No issues there. But the reason why I'm saying it's a not is because you should not reply reply (laughs) you should not rely on your lifting belt okay if you're the type of person where you're putting it on for everything for bench press for curls for lats like whatever it is I've seen people literally walk around the gym with a lifting belt and not take it off once and use it their entire workout like this is incorrectly teaching your core how to brace itself okay when you're bracing your core on your own you're squeezing in right But when you're bracing your core with a lifting belt, you're pushing against the belt. And the belt is there to act as a wall to keep it stable. So, yes, it's still stabilizing your core, but you're teaching your core to not support itself. You're teaching it to rely on that belt. So, not only are you going to lose strength in your core, but then you might end up hurting yourself later on in your lifts because maybe you don't have your belt that day and you go to lift it anyway. 
and you're not going to have the core strength to do so safely. So, and, and before I say, I'm not saying never to use a lifting belt, because obviously, like, you know, power lifters, if you're going for that one rep max, so be it. Yes, it's a great tool, but it should not be a crutch, okay? And that is something that I definitely got carried away with when I first started using my lifting belt. I would do, like, one warm-up set of squats or deadlifts and just have it on for every other set because it does help you, you know, feel more stable, move a little bit more weight, and it, it feels good, right? But what ended up happening is I had such a weak core because I was relying on this so much. So when I wasn't using the lifting belt, I did not nearly have that same strength. So don't rely on it. Only use it when you absolutely need to. I honestly haven't even been, I don't think I've used my belt in like, I don't know how long to be honest, just because personally, I just don't feel the need to use it anymore. And I know a lot of people who have also made that shift of just stopping using it altogether, but it's still in my gym bag. I'm not going to judge anyone that does choose to use it on a squat or deadlift. Like I said, it's a great tool. Use it on your top set, sets if you want to. Power lifters, go for it. But don't feel the need to use it for every set because it will incorrectly train your core. Number three, this is also one that has been in the game for a while, but of course I just have to talk about it because everyone's favorite supplement. Come on, ready? On the count of three, what is it? One, two, three, creatine. Creatine is the most researched supplement, okay? So by that, that means that there are the most studies backing it up. We know what it is. We know what it does to you. We know that it's good for you. And it's the most researched. It's not like BCAAs or, you know, recovery mixes or so be it that claim they have like all of these, they have all these claims, but you never actually like can tell if there's results or not. Like it's very inconsistent, right? And there's not a lot of research behind them. Creatine is the number one most researched supplement. It honestly should be used by everyone. It is like, it's, it's just good for you, right? Creatine is one of those things where, so you take five grams a day and it's not an instant effect, okay? It's not like you're going to like all of a sudden put on 10 pounds of lean muscle. <laughs> it just doesn't work that way. But it slowly helps to increase your strength and muscle mass over time. So you might realize that like you're improving by 1% more each week rather than your baseline without creatine. You might also see more of a fuller look. You need to drink more water. It's just, I, I think creatine is something that everyone can benefit from no matter what. Like, <laughs> I think it's just great for you. So definitely do it. I really like getting my creatine in. Recently, I've been using um, this Legion post-workout drink that has creatine in it. And I've liked it because it's like fruit punch flavored. So I'm still drinking water, but it's still tasty and I'm getting my creatine in. I just have it in the morning and it's super easy. Another great way to do it is if you just get the micronized um, monohydrate, like unflavored plain creatine, I actually have it linked on my Amazon storefront under one of the um, gym sections. I love mixing that into like scrambled eggs in the morning. If you're making pancakes, throw it in the mix, oatmeal, so be it. You don't notice it's there at all because it just like it blends in with everything else. So it's super easy to get in. There's no reason why you can't get it in every day. It's easy and it works. So creatine is hot. Hot girls use creatine. (laughs) Number four, 
This is also one that's, like, pretty old in the game, but the rest of these are going to be, like, more trendy topics, so just bear with me after this one. Number four is lifting straps, and I am saying these are hot. So you guys might be surprised because I said the lifting belt was not, and this is also, I understand, another gym accessory, but I'll explain, okay? So yes, lifting straps help your grip, okay? So you wrap it around the bar or the barbell, whatever you're using, dumbbell, etc., and it helps you um, not use, lose your grip, right? It helps me personally lift heavier. I feel a much better mind-muscle connection when I use them. Okay, but I understand before I keep going, y'all are going to be like, oh, but it weakens your grip, you know? Like, it's just, it's not, it's just like the lifting belt with your core. Like, <laughs> yes, yes, I understand that. So, again, just remember to work on your grip strength. Something I regularly do is I'll do a lot of dead hangs before my session. So that's how I make sure that my grip strength is still in check. I also don't use it all the time, only on certain exercises. Like, when I'm going heavy on barbell RDLs, something that's like hard for me is towards the end I lose my grip and I just feel it a lot in my forearms but when I use lifting straps I can get that better mind muscle connection because I'm not worrying about it slipping I can just focus on my hamstrings and glutes so that's what I like it for I also really like lifting straps for deadlifts obviously I do um just the hook grip I don't do a mixed grip or anything so I really like it for my deadlifts again just so I can feel that mind muscle connection and I'm not worried about you know the bar slipping personally I don't think grip strength is as important as core stability and I only say that because obviously your core is like literally your backbone of your entire body like like if you don't have core strength you're just like a pool noodle basically so and also like such high risk for injury especially with your lower back taking over I personally think that core stability is far more important than grip strength. Granted, grip strength is also a very important skill and technique, and I'm not saying that you should slack on it whatsoever. I'm not saying to rely on lifting straps all the time, but I know for me personally, I love the better mind-muscle connection I get with them, and I can also lift a little bit heavier, so that's always a win-win for me. All right, getting into the juicy stuff, okay? Number five. <laughs> y'all, I might catch some heat for this, okay? Let, let me explain what these are. So, those tight workout rompers. I hope you know what I'm talking about. Like, those one pieces, and it's like, they're like spaghetti straps and shorts. I know you guys know what I'm talking about. I am gonna say they're hot. And let me explain, let me explain, let me explain. Okay, First of all, people, no matter what, are always going to complain about what girls wear. So it's not like this is a new thing of like, oh my god, girls are wearing this. It's so bad. It's so slutty. Every guy says that about everything girls wear, okay? So that's not new. I think as long as they aren't like up your ass crack, they're fine. Like, like most of them are just the length of like any other short booty shorts that girls wear in the gym. And the only difference is this is just, like, a one-piece with spaghetti straps or short sleeves. And, like, honestly, it's almost, it's funny to me because, like, now it's so acceptable 
Well, I mean, now everyone still makes a big deal out of it, but it's acceptable to wear a sports bra and shorts in the gym. This is the same thing, but your full torso is covered. Unless it's one of those where it has, like, the low back or something. But I just don't see why people, like, hate them so much. I understand, like, personally for me, I really can't see myself wearing them. I don't think they're my style. I wouldn't feel comfortable. But, I mean, like, let other people wear them if they want to. I don't know. Like, it's funny because everyone hated that style at first with just, like, the regular tight rompers that you wear out. And I still love wearing them out. I have, like, four of them. I think they're so comfortable, so cute, so perfect. And it's funny because I hated them at first, but then they kind of grew on me. So maybe this is the new thing where it's, like, everyone kind of feels weird and iffy about it, but then everyone gives in and actually really likes it, you know? Same with biker shorts. Remember when everyone was like, what the fuck? When the Kardashians were at first wearing biker shorts and now they're just, like, a normal staple? I feel like that's what it's going to be. I don't know. Like personally I couldn't I can't really get behind like yoga pants or like tennis skirts or tennis dresses in the gym personally I I just don't like it I don't know but um I think these little rompers are fine like I said people are gonna find anything to complain about granted I do understand like I said if they're super cheeky up your ass crack open back cleavage like like yeah it's kind of much you know it's a little much but I've also never been the ki- the type to, like, judge someone off what they're wearing because I am no better. So, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I think they're fine. Personally, they're not my style at all. Right now, you wouldn't catch me in them. But, hey, if someone feels good and she's covered, go for it. Who cares? Number six. <laughs> this makes me laugh because this is something that I, like, I didn't realize until I saw it being posted so often on Reddit, and it is the soft core, like, gym porn. Not. This is a not. And I hope y'all know what I'm saying. Like, it's when girls and guys will make these videos and they're just, like, so suggestive or so sexual or, like, revealing like just for like no reason but they're masking it as something else so like this is actually really funny so literally not even an hour ago I was on reddit because I was trying to like um look at trends for examples that I could talk about on this episode just for a few more ideas and this one girl I don't even know what creator it was but she said like it was get ready with me to make a matcha and the get ready with me was literally like her in a bra and underwear like sec like putting on like tight clothing and like cutting it to the part where like the leggings were cupped around her naked butt and then like she was like staring at the camera like dead in the eyes like making a face and then like the video was like maybe 15 or 20 seconds and it was like like f- five to seven seconds of actually making the matcha <laughs> I was like why is this like a get ready with me to make matcha? Why isn't it just a matcha recipe? <laughs> like, And like, I'm sure people can look at some of my content and maybe they think the same. I don't really think I'm all that bad, honestly. But it's just like really weird to me. Or like the videos of like guys and girls like being on top of each other at the gym, like touching each other when they're spotting, like purposefully rolling up like their shorts or the guys taking their shirts off and the guys doing all these weird things I don't know 
stop trying to get views with this it's weird it's weird and uncomfortable um I also don't know how people record like that in public like do you not feel weird like basically grinding on people in the gym like around everyone I don't know like I couldn't even like record myself with a nail salon getting my nails done like let alone like grinding on a guy on a bench while he's benching for motivate uh-uh I don't know guys and girls are like equally as bad with it I swear to god like I mean get your bag I guess go off if you're making money make money but like I could do without the soft core porn in the gym and outside the gym if if I'm not looking for it I don't want to see it okay <laughs> which I know might be might sound contradictory because I just talked about how those like rompers are okay and I know a lot of people think they like put the rompers in that category but trust me I have like a distinct line of what I will tolerate and not tolerate (laughs) number seven flying through we got four more number seven is the mic'd up gym trend guys I'm gonna say this is hot I really like this I think it's so fun I love watching them. I think it's, like, interactive. I like that it adds another element to workout videos other than just, like, watching it with music over it or watching it with no sound or maybe, like, a voiceover later. I really like that it's in real time. I like hearing people's thoughts during their workout. They're explaining what they're doing. They're talking about how they feel, their thought process during the gym. And I really like it because... Not only is it entertaining and it's fun to have someone to listen to and feel like you're talking to, but at the same time, I like hearing their thought process because I'll watch them do a set and I'll, like, you know, hear their their thoughts through the set. And then they're, after that set, they talk themselves through. They're like, should I get more? Should Or, excuse me, should I up the weight? Should I lower the weight? Should I stay same? And, like, I just like hear, hearing people's thought processes processes i need to slow the fuck down when i talk so i can like actually fucking pronunciate words i don't know i think it's fun i don't really see why people have an issue with it honestly like it's just a little microphone clip to their sports bra or shirt and like they're not holding a microphone they're not wired up to the wall they're not in anyone's way they're still recording themselves just like they would without the microphone but now they're just talking to themselves, you know, like, why not? Like, if you if you don't like the content, don't watch it, you know? But, um, I think they're fun. I like the mic'd up trend. And I want to get, I want to get a microphone so I can do it. But, like, my gym's pretty small and I work at the gym that I lift at. So, like, I don't know. I feel like if, like, the members and my coworkers saw me, like, talking to myself, like... <laughs> I would feel a little bit silly, so maybe not yet. Maybe when I'm down in Austin and it's more regular and, like, normal, but, yeah, I definitely want to do that soon. I think it's fun. Number eight. This boils my blood. This is an absolute not. Okay, guys, I am so serious right now. (laughs) Number eight is the fucking Ozempic trend, okay? Ozempic. If you guys don't know what this is, this is a diabetes medication, okay? I think it, like, regulates insulin or blood sugar levels, whatever it is, glucose. I'm just throwing out diabetes-related terms, okay? I don't fucking know. Why is this a popular trend for people that don't have diabetes to get prescribed this through their doctor and use it for weight loss? 
Why is this popular and why is it popular specifically in the fitness and health industry? Shouldn't we be promoting like healthy habits, healthy ways to lose weight, like diet changes? Like why are we like putting on the internet? Like, and people are bragging about this too. People are like, "Mm, I finally got my Ozempic. Oh my God, I'm so nauseous. I can't eat. Like I'm losing weight. No, no, you're taking away medication for people who literally need this to survive. And now, I don't know if this is true or not, but this is just something I've heard. There's like shortages of Ozempic treatments because everyone else is using it for weight loss and people that actually need it can't get access to that. And that is like so, so terrible. Like, do people not feel bad? You know what I mean? Like, I I can't personally imagine like going to the doctor and saying I need something knowing damn well there's people that were born with this condition that genuinely need it to to survive and I'm using it for reasons of vanity because I'm too lazy to lose weight the right way or I don't feel like it like I'm sorry if this sounds harsh and yeah maybe I sound like a cunt saying this but like it's fucking lazy I don't care like unless you actually have like a medical issue like a thyroid issue that prevents you from losing weight which that has its own separate medications and, like, you know, ways of, like, like, things that you can do to deal with that. But, like, shouldn't you try everything you can before going to this? And even then, don't get a diabetes medication. Like, do something else that's actually, you know, not taking away from people that need it to survive. I don't know. It just, like, baffles my brain I just can't wrap my head around it I don't understand why why this is something that first of all people would do and then second of all like admit that they do it because I think that's absolutely horrible that is you know that got me mad (laughs) I don't even know why it's not like I even know anyone that has diabetes but like I just can't stand people taking advantage of something they don't deserve especially when other people need it most that pisses me off Hey, I told y'all I was going to get, you know, a little bit more heated in my controversies, whatever. Okay, number nine, moving on. Number nine, okay, I know this used to be super trendy a couple years ago, but I feel like it's low-key making a comeback. Those stupid, like, 4 a.m. morning routines. This is a nut, okay? I don't understand why people, like... Okay, unless, let's say you have a job where you're required to get up that early. Maybe you, um, you're a news reporter, maybe you're a nurse, maybe a delivery driver, whatever. I understand, like, some jobs you actually just have to wake up and go to work that early, fine. But you don't need to wake up at 4 a.m., like, for no reason to be successful, okay? A lot of the influencers that promote this practice don't actually do that daily, And not just that, but a lot of people that promote the 4 a.m. morning routine are people that don't have a demanding job or don't have a job that requires them to wake up that early. So if it's if this is something that works for you and you do it because it makes sense for your schedule and you feel good doing it and it just works in your day, fine, go for it. But I'm talking more about the people that use it as a vessel to brag almost. Do you know what I mean? Like. There's people where they will film their morning or night routine or, like, just any routine they have in the day, skincare routine, hair routine, so be it, 
And it's just so disgustingly over the top just because they want to, like, flex that they can do that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when people have, like, 12 different skincare products they use, it's, like, for what? Because you can? Like, like at that point, there's no reason to it. And I feel like a lot of these 4 a.m. morning routines that I see, it's not, like, oh, prepping my kids' lunch, packing for work, getting myself, like, it's, like, I write in my gratitude journal for 30 minutes, and then I make a cup of hot tea before my coffee, and then I go outside for a two-hour walk, and then I take a shower and listen to my affirmations, and it's, like, it's stuff that it's, like, yes, it's nice in theory, but, like, is there an actual reason you have to do it at 4 a.m., or can you wake up at 8 a.m. and do it? You know what I mean? Like, and again, I'm not trying to, like, shit on people who actually need that routine, but basically, start your morning whenever the fuck you want to start your morning, you know? Like, everyone has a different schedule. For me personally, like, these past few weeks and this next coming upcoming week, I have to wake up a little bit early, earlier than normal, but, like, that's because I have to. Like, I'm not gonna, like, wake up an extra half hour so I can set up my tripod and, you know, film all these angles and be like, this is my 6 a.m. morning routine. Like, no, I don't want to glamorize that. Like, I don't want to be up that early. <laughs> I don't know. I just think it's, like, kind of stupid, honestly. And it's funny because a lot of people that promote that don't actually do that full-time. And it's especially funny because the people that do promote it, like, don't have a job that requires them to get up that early. They do it because they think it's, like, cool or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Not for me. I'm, I'm a huge proponent of waking up early. Like, if you want to wake up at 6, 7, 8 a.m., that's great. Go for it. Get, you know, be productive. Do what you got to do. But, like, don't... I literally saw someone, like, brag about their 3 a.m. morning routine. I'm like, some people are, like, going to bed at 3 a.m., which I also would not recommend. But I'm like, what? What time do you go to sleep? Like, 6? Because <laughs> how many hours... Okay, let's say you need 8 hours and it's 3. So, 2, 1, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7. 7. You would need to go to bed at 7 p.m. if you wake up at 3 to get 8 hours. I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I know some people that, like, their life requires it, their job requires it, they have a family, other responsibilities, etc. But, like, if it's unnecessary, I don't get it. Number 10. This is the last one I have on my little list. Ending on a hot. I actually just made a TikTok about this today. This is expanding into different styles of training and working out. I feel like recently a lot of people are realizing that weightlifting isn't the only form of movement that um, benefits your health, right? You can still look good, feel good, sleep good, eat good, etc. Doing other kinds of training too. Weightlifting isn't everything. And it's funny coming from me because obviously that's my preferred style of training. That's something that makes me feel good. I have fun with it. I enjoy it. I look forward to it. But I'm saying if you don't enjoy weightlifting or maybe you did enjoy it for five years and now you're tired of it, there is no issue switching to a different style of training. For example, one of my friends right now is studying abroad in Scotland and she started taking Pilates classes because that was something that was being offered around her. And she found out that she fell in love with Pilates. It makes her feel good. She loves the challenge. And she's thriving with it. And she's feeling like this is her preferred form of movement right now. 
that's great. Honestly, I didn't know, like, how challenging Pilates actually were. I've never tried them before, but, like, that, like, machine thing that you're on top of, I I don't know how to use it. It scares me. I'm not ready for that, personally. (laughs) But, hey, if if it's a good workout, if you're, like, feeling good after it, makes you feel happy, makes you feel healthy, go for it. It is so important and it's a good thing to be well-rounded with your workouts because you don't want to, okay, for example, I'm going to lead this with an an example. Let's say that your preferred preferred form of movement is baseball, okay? You love playing baseball, that's your thing. Okay, well, if you're consistently throwing and catching a ball and hitting the bat with the same form of movement and you're using the same arm all the time, you're going to develop um, some pretty heavy imbalances, right? So maybe a way that you can correct this is on the days where you're not playing back, uh, baseball, excuse me, you weight lift with isolateral movements to ensure that your non-dominant side is still being worked. Or let's say that you are huge into running. You love running, but you realized that running every single day, you can't really eat enough calories for it. It's burning you out. You get tired easily okay, maybe you can run three times a week and then you add a couple extra rest days or maybe on the days that you don't run, you do some restorative yoga or you can do some body weight exercises, right? Or maybe instead of just straight running on a track, maybe you find that you enjoy running in a sport. So you play soccer with your friends a few times a week. It's really important to find movement that not only you love, but is going to be a well-rounded form of movement. Don't forget about cardio too, okay? I know that like the joke is like, oh, I skip cardio, I never do cardio, like, and I'm victim of this, okay? I'm not the best with this either, but cardio is great for your cardiovascular health, okay? That's why it's called cardio. And if you want to have good heart health, you're going to need to incorporate cardio in your routine as well. So like I said, it's important to find balance in your training. If you hate the treadmill, don't use the treadmill. Maybe you can go play basketball. Maybe you can go swimming, use the bike, um, the rowing machine. There's so many other kinds out there, okay? So I feel like recently I've just, like I said, I've been seeing it a lot where so many people are expanding out of just weightlifting and they're finding group classes that they love or maybe they're starting to teach group classes or they're transitioning into hit style workouts or crossfit or just there's so many different types calisthenics rowing climbing there are a million different ways you can move your body and i think it is so valuable to try out all of those ways at least once to see if you like it so diversifying your training is hot (laughs) on that note you guys i'm gonna wrap up the episode right there i hope you enjoyed this week's hot or not You can find this episode on Instagram at interactive.podcast. You can also find me on Instagram at angelar.fit. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple, make sure to rate my podcast five stars if you would like. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a written review. Go ahead. And yeah, I think that is all I have for you guys. Check out my link tree. Subscribe to my OnlyFans if you would like. (laughs) Check out that Amazon storefront, my codes, all that good stuff. And on that note, I will see you guys next Friday. Bye, guys.